You've heard me explain a million times by now that our ego, our mind, was created to help us be safe. If a tiger is chasing us, it gets us into fight or flight mode and we can run away and we can protect ourselves. It is a survival mechanism. It serves its purpose. But what has happened is that our ego, our mind is so out of line most of the time. This is why we worry insistently because our ego is trying to future predict situations in which we might be wrong, we might get hurt. It's incredibly fearful, which is why it makes us make decisions out of fear most of the time. The only way we don't make decisions out of fear is if we are aware and conscious of our worry and our uh, and of our fear as it's happening. So most of what we do, say, act is from our worry mind decisions out of fear to keep us safe. This is this is our human life. And it's sad in my opinion. But the only way to move away from it is obviously becoming present of your worrying mind and your ego and spending a little more time in your soul, in the part of you that is eternal, the part of you that is from the divine because the soul is never afraid. The soul always trusts. The soul is peaceful. The soul is loving. The soul is everything the ego is not. And so if we're living 100% of our lives in our mind, in our ego, we will be making decisions and be living from fear almost all of the time. But it's only when we can become aware of this and shift into self-regulating practices like meditation, dance, running, singing, listening to music, journaling, grounding, hiking. These things can shift us out of our mind and into our soul, our divinity. And that's when our lens really starts changing. We start realizing that our soul doesn't fear anything. It knows all is well all the time, even when the worst things are happening in your life. When you tap into your soul, even if it's for a minute in your day, you know and you feel all is well. So another thing the ego, the mind does is it tells us stories to convince ourselves that we are safe. So we constantly seek situations in which we think it will give us the illusion of safety. We will get this thing called safety so that we feel comfortable. That's basically everything the ego is motivated by is to feel safe, to feel safe, to feel safe because it never wants to be threatened. So this is why people self-sabotage. If they're falling in love and things are going so well, the ego says, no, 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 you got to cut this off. You got to walk away. You got to run away. Self-sabotage. You cannot fall in love because then what happens? You get hurt. You're going to get your heart broken. So self-sabotage is the ego convincing you that you are more safe if you are not falling in love. You need to be alone. You are more safe being alone. Almost everything goes back to safety. So Okay, let's talk about the pandemic for a second. No matter what you believe, the actual fact of the pandemic is that we were all taught that we are not safe. 
We are not safe in our body. We are not safe around other people. We are not safe in this world. We are not safe at the grocery store. Some people didn't even think they were safe outside. We were sold this story that we were not safe. And then we were sold the antidote to safety, which is the jab. I don't care what what you believe or what you don't. That is the actual truth of the psychology of the pandemic. We were shown that we were unsafe and these are the things we have to do to feel safe. So for an ego, when it hears of all the ways we are not safe in the world with the pandemic, like hugging a loved one, it freaks out. It becomes so fearful of human touch. And we all kind of got a bit of this um, conditioning You know, when we started hugging people again or shaking hands, it's like, oh, this isn't that safe. We all felt it because we were told what was unsafe. And our brain is forever wired, not forever wired like this because the the brain is incredibly elastic. The brain can change through repetition and repetition. So with the pandemic, through repetition of not hugging loved ones, that then became the new normal. But now we need to start hugging our loved ones to make that the new normal. Okay, another example, marriage. People at the core, deepest level of marriage, people get married so that they are sold the 100% golden nugget of safety. If I get married, my partner will always be there for me. I will never get left (laughs) it ignores the actual life fact that we all die. We all have a hundred percent chance of dying and your spouse can die at any moment. Yet our ego convinces ourselves that we are safe because we are getting married and we will forever be safe because we're getting married. Yes, of course we love the other person and we want to build a life with this person, but marriage solidifies this safety to our brain that, just boyfriend, girlfriend does not. Boyfriend, girlfriend is just like, oh, someone can leave at any moment. It's not safe enough. It's not, it's not safe enough. But marriage, no, that's safe because you're locked in. But the minute you have marriage issues or the minute you have a divorce, you realize that the safety of marriage is 100% an illusion. It is a story we tell ourselves in our mind. It's not real. Because the minute you do have a spouse leave you, or they die, you wake up to the actual fact that you were never safe. You just told yourself you were. And that is the stories of the ego. We convince ourselves of safety or other people convince ourselves that we're unsafe. So then we have to figure out how to get safe. This is our ego. This is our human mind. This is being human. So you know what I'm going to go into next pregnancy, birth, labor, parenthood. I don't know why people aren't talking about the psychology and the spirituality of pregnancy. Okay. Okay. Ultrasounds are done and testing is done to give the illusion of safety. Because when you get an ultrasound, you are being told your baby is safe and your pregnancy is safe. But all an ultrasound actually really does is show you that your baby is moving and alive at that exact moment in time. Because the truth of life 
and it sounds morbid, but it's true. I just, I try to work with just the facts of life. The day after you get an ultrasound, your baby can die. That ultrasound gave you the illusion of safety that your baby will be safe until the next ultrasound, but that's not true. An ultrasound just shows you that your baby is alive in the moment the ultrasound's happening. Anything after that ultrasound can happen at any moment in time. This is life. Life is not safe. We convince ourselves we're safe. We get into the car and convince ourselves this is the safest thing ever. But driving in your car is very unsafe. It's just, it's statistically unsafe. But we aren't afraid when we go into our car just because we have told ourselves it is safe. That's it. So I truly believe most of us are taught to do ultrasounds to give us this sense of safety because in pregnancy, you, you have control over what you eat, over what you drink, right? What you put on your skin, but you don't have ultimate control because that's what a miscarriage shows you and, and teaches you is that if you could keep your baby alive, you would have. We don't have control. And that's so uncomfortable for the mind. To not have control is the hardest thing for the ego, for the mind. Or with all the prenatal testing. If we do this testing, we will know if our baby is safe or not. And if our baby is not healthy, for example, we can prepare in all the ways so that our baby is safe when it's born and when it's delivered. But even if you do all the testing, if you do all the ultrasounds, you are guaranteed nothing. We are guaranteed nothing. We are not guaranteed safety. The whole point of living is that anything happens at any moment. And obviously uncertainty and unknown is horrible for the ego. The ego never wants to be out of control. The ego never wants to be in the unknown. It needs to know. It needs to know everything all moments of all time, it needs to know. Sitting in the unknown and surrendering is what the ego can't do. But I truly believe the more we do the practices like meditation and dance and journaling, when our ego is forced to take a back seat, that's when it does calm down a little bit. It never shuts up but it calms down and we can actually get a handle on our ego. We can actually get a handle on our worrying and our fear. I'm to the level now where I watch my ego create these stories in my mind and I'm watching my ego create the stories in the moment it's happening. And then I could just admire the story and be like, oh my gosh, ego, you're so creative. Oh, you're so, you're trying, you're trying to protect me so much and you're so creative. But I know that is a story that you are trying to convince me of to keep me safe. And I don't need to listen to it. So I truly believe that conceiving a child and pregnancy and labor, these are all so perfectly designed to get us to sit in the unknown and to surrender. Because what are you going to do in parenthood? (laughs) the same rules apply in parenthood where you won't ever have 100% control over your child. You will try, you will think you do, but your child is their own person. 
they have their own wishes, their own opinions, their own life path that they want to march on. And you can think you have control or you can convince yourself that, you know, they will never die. But that's just the ego trying to convince you of safety just so you feel comfortable for the moment. When you're trying to conceive a child, the lack of safety and the unknown comes up in if you don't get pregnant right away. You don't know if it will ever happen. And that unknown is so unsettling for the ego. But that's why you have to get into your soul and know that all is well. All is working for you. This is my life story and I am so freaking grateful for it. And then in pregnancy, you don't have control over (laughs) a lot. You don't have control over when you go into labor, of course, unless you're like, hey, induce me or I want a C-section. But you have control over maybe that if you want that control, but you don't have control over how it pans out. You might get induced, but you have no control over whether your labor will last one day or four days. You don't have any control over how well your C-section will go. We trade in We trade in this little bit of known of like, hey, I can induce my own labor to this huge unknown. You have no idea how it's going to pan out. So this brings me to my next point where 90% or more women in this country give birth in hospitals and they give birth in hospitals because of the illusion of safety. You know, I will be safe there. My baby will be safe there. But the USA has the highest mortality, maternal mortality rate In any developed nation, more women in our country die giving birth than any other developed nation in the U.S. Or in the world, I'm sorry. So women in the United States are choosing to give birth in the hospital in the place where the most birthing mothers die. (laughs) But we still convince that a hospital will be more safe than home. But the statistics don't show that. The stats show that for a birthing woman, the hospital is not safe. But we deny that. We ignore it. Convince ourselves, nope, we're safe. Or I think we're conditioned to think we're safe. Mothers and babies die in hospitals all the time. Yet we, not not me, but other people choose to give birth in a hospital for the safety The beautiful thing is that you can choose whatever you want to choose. Of course, that's how we all live our lives. We choose whatever we want to choose. But most of our choices is rooted in our ego story of what is safe. And it's a lot of times not based in reality. Because someone that is self-sabotaging their romantic relationship, they're making that choice just because their ego is telling them what is safer. When that's not necessarily true. So we just make these decisions based on our ego story of what it thinks is safe or not, or what our society tells us what is safe or not. So the point of this whole spiel is that you cannot get true safety from outside of you. You cannot be sold safety. You cannot buy safety. You can only have real and true safety when you are rooted in your soul And you have this relationship with your soul, with God. And you know 
no matter what happens, no matter who dies, no matter what happens to the world, you are always safe because you are eternal. That is the truth I'm trying to get to, is that also when we face the fact of life that we have 100% chance of dying, our child has a 100% chance of dying. We are guaranteed nothing. We are not guaranteed a long and happy marriage. We are not guaranteed a child that lives a long life. We're not guaranteed anything, but that doesn't have to scare us. Of course, it is, it is fearful. Like we are afraid of divorcing or losing our spouse, of course. But when we actually face our fears, that's when we become internally free. When you can face the fact of life that you could die tomorrow, it makes you so grateful for today. When you face the fact of life that your pregnancy is guaranteed nothing and it could end at any moment, you will appreciate today. That is the whole point. That is presence. Facing our fears gives us gratitude and presence for the now moment. This is true freedom. You are not free if you are wrapped up in your mind in the past or wrapped up in the future, worrying, worrying, and worrying. That is not a mind that is free. That is a caged mind. That is a mind that is imprisoned by mistakes of the past or worrying and fearful of the future. If you want to be free, you have to face your fears. Don't run from them. I already know one of my greatest fears is losing a child. I am so radically honest that that is 100% a possibility because I am alive and nothing is guaranteed to me and babies die and people die all the time. But you know what that will give me when I'm pregnant? I will not be future projecting into the future thinking I'm guaranteed this child for my whole life. I will take, okay, this, I, I will future project because I believe in um, envisioning my future. I practice in my mind living in my future because I do believe that's how we manifest our future. But I'm saying I'm not the type of person that will create a nursery for my baby that will arrive in eight months from now because that's just living, that's living with oh, I'm guaranteed this baby when I know I'm not guaranteed anything. I live in this very uncomfortable truth that I am guaranteed no safety. But this is how I prefer to live. I love this way of living. Once, I, once I've experienced this way of living, this is freedom because I am so grateful and I am here in this moment right now today, appreciating today because I might not have tomorrow. That is freedom. It's freedom because I'm not shackled by fear. If I can face my fears, I don't make decisions to prevent my fears because I face them. I try not to make any decisions in my life based on fear. That is a value that I hold so tightly to my heart. I do not believe in making decisions out of fear. So before I make decisions, even little small decisions, 
I have to radically ask myself if this is out of fear or not. And it's very, 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 very clear usually when it is because you're worried. And if you're worried, you're going to make a decision to prevent that worry. I try not to make any decisions based on my worries because my worries are not real. My worries are liars. My worries are just stories of my ego, of my mind. The only real thing I give importance to is what my soul says, is what my intuition says, what God says. To me, to me, that's the only thing that's real. And I think some people would look at it as, well, your soul, you can't even see it. That's an illusion. But I mean, what is real? Is it what you see or what you feel? Honestly, what is real? Is it what we see or what we feel? And I think everyone has their own answer to that. For me, it's what I feel. I know I am a soul. I know I am divine. I know I'm a part of God. So if I were you, I would ask yourself, what are you the most afraid of in this lifetime? What was the first thing that came to your head when I asked you that? Whatever it is, there's no wrong or right. That's important to you. And that's present. And that's right there. Write to it. Decode it. Ask it, why? 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 Why are you so afraid of that thing? And it might have a very, you might have a very valid reason or an answer. I'm just trying to get you to face it. Don't run from it because if you don't face it, it will keep its shackles around you. You will keep making decisions in your life to prevent that from happening. And if you live your life like that, you are not free because you are living and making decisions out of fear. Is that a truly free person? Or is a truly free person one that lives with reckless abandon because they trust the universe, they trust God so much that no matter what they do, the universe has their back. Which type of person do you want to be? Do you want to live your life like? Because we could live 100% from our worrying mind 100% of the time. We have that free will. Or we have the free will to make our ego shut down, quiet down, take a step back, and we can choose to move into our soul for a little bit each day. And that's when things start shifting in our lives. This is when our perspectives completely turn on their heads. When we start living in the lens of trusting that everything is working in our favor, even when bad things happen, everything is working in our favor. This is how we get chiseled into this beautiful marble, like Every hard thing in life is a chisel and it just chisels us into this beautiful, shining person. That is what I believe and that is a testament to my life and everything that has happened in my life. And I'm not going to pretend I've had the hardest life, but I think we all do the, oh, my suffering is worse than yours or my suffering is uh, not, as, not as much as yours. And we, we judge each other on our suffering but the truth is, is that we all deal with the same roots 
of issues like lack of control, needing to feel safe. We all have a worrying mind and we all have to overcome all of these obstacles. We're all so similar, yet we each get thrown different life events to chisel us into this beautiful marble. 